Yo, it's good. Sleepwalker Entertainment. I'm here with uh, Matthew Ali, and uh, we're gonna yes, we're gonna get right into it, man. So, uh, where where are you uh, where are you zooming in from? So right now I'm in Brooklyn, bro. Um, yeah, bro. We were celebrating last night with all the Slizzies. Didn't make it back home to Jersey. I'm from Jersey. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. we had a we had a we had a we had an eventful night last night, celebrating the um, the, of course the Drake placement that mm-hmm. Cash got. Mm-hmm. So yeah, bro. I'm just now. I'm just now recovering from everything, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. So uh, I, I peep. Uh, I peep. The ring is that a? Uh, is that a MH? Uh, is that a MHPG MH- sound? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. So That's that. So I assume all the Slizzies have uh, rings of of that. I mean, everybody kind of got their own pieces. Mm. Mm. Like Cash got the Slizzy chain. Chow got the Chow chain. I happen to have this. Everybody kind of got their own their own swag with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's definitely that's definitely the that's definitely the vision though. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah, okay. that's definitely the vision for everybody to have like matching pieces. We gonna we definitely gonna get there. Okay. And and what is like what does Slizzy mean to you? Can you break down that phrase to like you know those who those who don't know? Slizzy, Slizzy really is it's a way of life, bro. Like that shit is just Slizzy is being free, bro. Like. Mm-hmm. Doing what you want to do, my bad. I'm putting lotion on my ass. She has hands. <laughs> Slizzy is just being free, bro. Mm-hmm. Being free, acting bad, being on your own type of time, man. Just having fun. Mm-hmm. We young, we lit. We young and turn and lit, and we moving Slizzy. All right, respect. And uh, you said you said you're from Jersey a little bit earlier. Uh, one of your one of your songs uh, is because uh, I'm from Jersey myself, so I'm familiar with a lot of towns. One of your songs. Bye, bye. Neck and Jay. So are yeah. you on T neck or do you just have a connection to that? Nah, like... nah. I just wanted to make a play on the um on the name of the town. That's a good catch though. I like yeah. that that you 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 you've been on your shit. Um damn, nah. Nah, I'm from Mapso. Okay, okay. And yeah. uh ten, and tennis boy Will is also on there. That's another jersey mm-hmm. guy, Montclair. Do you have yeah, any- that's the homie, yeah. Like how how did you connect with Will in the first place? Man, so so me and tennis, funny enough. He's he's a bit younger than us. I knew that nigga like when he was in high school type shit. Um, mm-hmm. he had this song called he had this song called Dora. Like this is like I'm yeah. saying like yeah, um, 2015, yeah. 2016 type shit like way back in the day. And so we was always just like oh like this nigga's going crazy. And um, my man's is his cousin, mm. Space Lee. He's, Space Lee is part of MHPG Sound. And yeah, them two niggas are cousins. So I think we got connected either through that or just like we was just. Supporting what they had going on, you know what I'm saying? Like they was just going crazy. Facts. Okay. All right. Where Hell that's, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good to see like strong Jersey connections because uh yeah. Overless. So you know what 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 y'all are doing, tennis boys, Bam Man Real up in Newark. Like it's just like a lot of collective yeah. strength in the in the, in the state, A right? nigga like me, bro. A nigga like me, I never been too cool to be like a fan of somebody else's music. Like if you going crazy and you got your shit going on, I'm gonna support it. I'm gonna fuck with it. So like Facts. Facts. Yeah, bro. I'm all about the um togetherness, community, unity. Okay. So so I so I got a question. Are you are you into like kind of like older music? Cause I peep this one thing. Say say that you love me. Um on, yeah, on yeah. That song. You interpolate uh the melody from Love Me by the Cardigans. And I thought mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pretty uh a pretty interesting like take on, on that yeah. track, really flipping it. So like are you into Hell music yeah. like that? Do you is it mostly like that song specifically, or like how did that come together? 
I just always loved that song, man. I'll tell you what, I was in, I was at Rutgers University in like oh, 2019 and 20. I went there. Uh, in New Brunswick? Yeah, New Brunswick, yeah. Okay, so I don't know if you're familiar with um Douglas, Cook Douglas Campus. Yes. Yeah. But I, I was, was over there. there. So I was at Mabel Smith Douglas Library, mm. and I was sitting with my homegirl in the library, and we were just running like a bunch of songs on YouTube. And like I think she was like, Oh, could you play Love Fool by the um the cardigans? And mm. I was like, Oh, like I love that song. Like, and we were just bumping it. And it was like that day specifically, I was like, yo, I want to do something with this. So I was working with that record for like a like a couple years, just that idea. Mm. And um it kind of came together at the at the beginning of this year when we did Say That You Love Me. But I was always um I just always loved that song specifically. But like when it comes to samples or just like how we find inspiration, bro. It don't be no like, of course, bro. I love the classics. I love new shit. It's just whatever it takes to get that that idea across, man. Mm. Wherever that creativity comes from, I'm a, I'm a just I'm gonna just pull from anything, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's never like, yeah. Yeah, and um, so so that's that's how that song came together, and we were talking about MPH mm-hmm. and uh, PG earlier, and like you know the the yeah, yeah. in general. Like, how did you guys all, like, find each other? Was it, like, you know, geographically, the internet, or, like, you know... Sometimes, you know? I don't even know. Hmm. Now, what it really was is, like... So, the whole Suzy movement is kind of, um... It's just this big network at this point, bro. Like, so you got the MHPG guys, like, of course, me, Mally, Cash, um, and that, and that faction of things. Hmm. And then I think, um... When we met the dollhouse niggas, because hmm. Cash and Child, Cash and Child really connected like really organically. Um, they were just on some like they they became friends through Clubhouse and shit like that. So then we like, get around like them the and they're mad, they're mad genuine. Like I'll say one thing about like Childy and Lonnie and all the guys from Dollhouse, like just us connecting, like, bro, we really friends with them niggas. Like it's not just like making music, like sometimes hmm. we just like hang out or we go outside or like you feel me? And we traveled to mad cities with these guys and shit. And it's just like, they like the coolest. Like, they're not even like, we're not even like rap rapper friends or whatever. Like, it's just all been organic, bro. And then um, I feel like everybody friends just got mixed in together, bro. It's like niggas from their friend group, niggas from cash friend group, other artists. Like, sometimes, like, you feel me? Like, we met Vontae on some studio shit. Or well, Vontae met Cash years ago. Mm. I couldn't even, man, we got to do a documentary to connect all these dots, bro. But Everybody just came together genuinely, bro. Like, one thing about the Slizzies is, it's nothing forced about it. Like, everybody really fuck with each other. And we all got each other best interests. So, yeah, bro, it's just cool, bro. It's just cool to be a part of something like, like a movement like that. Yeah, nah, it's always, it's always fire when things just connect, like, naturally. Hell yeah. Everything just falls in, everything falls in a line. So, speaking of that, you know, connection and how y'all make music together, um, would you say that a lot of y'all are like recording together? Is it like a room studio, like you know, situation or like actual studio sessions? Like, what I'll is tell you what process? this nigga Cash, this nigga Cash will record some shit right in the living room. Mm-hmm. A nigga like me, I got a setup at the crib, so it's just like I kind of have like a recording booth and like like a like a you feel me? So when we at my crib, it's like it feels like we really at the studio. But bro, we be at quad, we be you know wherever wherever it, it comes together. That's when that shit come together. Nah, that yeah. You've been at pirate.com a lot too. Pirate Studios, that's a good place to record. If you ever on like a on a budget, pirate.com. Cause they got just the bare essentials, but it's all you need. 
So we okay. we record at Pirate a lot, but it'd be crib setups and studios. It'd be both. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you, you really you really don't need uh you really don't need much. So I definitely like appreciate yeah. our we're down to get it out of anything. Um, I remember I learned that some of the best songs, some yeah. of the best songs we got, we made that shit just in the fucking room, bro. Like in the bedroom or in the basement. You know what I'm saying? Like no setup for real. So uh do you remember where you recorded uh Say That You Love Me? I wanna say I did the vocals definitely in my crib. Mm-hmm. If not my room specifically, probably the basement. Okay. Okay. And yeah, definitely, definitely at the crib, just recorded myself. Okay. And what what about like the new stuff you got going out? Like uh Sexy Bestie, like where uh Sexy Bestie how, how that song come together. Yo, this is my I've been waiting to tell this story. So I locked in recently with the um one of the producers. So there's three producers on Sexy Besties is Burke, Camo, and Dreams, right? And me and Burke have been connected for dumb long, bro. And I just never really hopped on any of his beats, not because they weren't good, but like I just get sent so many beats, like it's overwhelming sometimes. So it's just like I was in Cali after we had did um we had did two shows. I did like a huff. I did something for a huff that ran with the weed socks. Yeah, yeah. And then we did our own, we did our own party the next day, right? And then after that, I got the beat for sexy bestie. I was up at like six in the morning, just running through beats um out of me and Burke's thread. Yeah. And it was called Convince. And I remember it had like a different baseline, different tempo. And one thing about Burke, and this is what I appreciate about any creative, is like He's very good with revisions. Like, if you have, like, an idea of how you want to change something, he's not going to, like... Of course, like, he has his own direction and his own idea of what things should be, but he's very good at, like, being collaborative and um, shit like that. So I was telling him, oh, can we, can, we, can we change it like this? Could you add this part? Could you change the bass? And then he just got it. Like, like I say, like, three or four versions, he got it, like, perfect to, like, what you hear now. And um, so I'm driving between... Oakland and like Modesto. Modesto is still part of the Bay Area, but like mm-hmm. it's kind of out the way. It's like two hours away from Oakland. And I just remember driving like after I first heard like the like the final version of the beat, and I just kept freestyling, kept freestyling. And um, I kind of had my verse. I had my verse before anything in that song was done, and I just knew it was gonna be called Sexy Besties. That's another thing. I had the title before I had anything, cause mm-hmm. like. When me and Vontae first locked in to do our album, I just texted him, like, a bunch of song names. And I was like, yo, we need a song called this, a song called that. And I've never done that before. Like, I never just made the names before. But I was like, yo, Sexy Besties is, like, too perfect. Like, how has no one ever thought of this? And um, so, yeah, I did all that freestyling shit in the car. Landed back in New York, like, two days after that immediately that's the first thing I recorded was my verse for Sexy Besties. Mm-hmm. And um, this was before Vontae hopped on it and everything. And um, we had no hook. And then I remember, so I was working on, damn, this is a, this is a lot to unpack. But um, I mean, you're a journalist. So like, I know, I know this is your job, but I'm just trying to connect all this shit in my own head. But um, so the way we got Chow on it, I w- I'm doing an album with On The Radar also. I'm working on an album with Vontae the singer and an album with On the Radar. Yeah. And so I'm at the actual On the Radar like studio space, um, working on the album and shit. And Chow had um he did two appearances on that album. 
and this is also the night that this nigga has his own album release party. Yeah. And so, like, I played him Sexy Bessies literally just to play it, because, like, Sexy Bessies wasn't really for the On The Radar album. It was just, like, a song that I was working. It was, a you know, a demo at that point, really. And I played it because I always kind of wanted him to do the hook. He's like, oh, load it up right now. Like, do it right now. I'm like, yo. And it's like a clip on my gram. Like, you can even see. I'm like, yo, are you sure? Like... And he's like, nah, like, let's just go for it. And um, that nigga's incredible, bro. Because he can really do... I would say in a span of 30 minutes, that nigga did three features. And oh, all of them just... They all pain too. Like it wasn't no bullshit. Like hmm. he's not. He's that nigga's the real deal. That nigga Chow is crazy. Yeah, yeah. The 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 chemistry is definitely very uh, very evident on the songs that like we hear. Uh, you know, on hell the, yeah. And and on on so on sexy besties like there's a lot of there's a lot of lower east side references. Mugs yeah, talking yeah, about, yeah. Mugs talking about this and that. So can you like t- like take me through like an average. LES night with like Slizzy Crew, like what y'all man? Okay, I feel like the the spot we played the most at LES. I don't know. I, I first of all, I'm from across the bridge, so I don't know the exact boundaries of each neighborhood. So, who you know, if niggas hear this and I get the neighborhoods all wrong and the boundaries fucked up, like I apologize in advance. But I would I want to say that the spot we do a lot in LES, you could do kind regards. Kind regards is like you feel me. Shit is going on pretty much any night. They got good margaritas, you feel me? Um, we used to do pianos a lot. I feel like niggas don't really do pianos anymore. SNS is vibey though. SNS. I got this one homie, uh, Brandon. He be hosting SNS a lot. And um, and, uh, you know what I'm saying? Brand- Brandon uh, Lamont or nah? No, nah, nah, his name is Brandon Mason. Okay, okay, word. He's also an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, nah, bro, it's just so much you can do outside, man. So that's really where I came from. Like, I met her at SNS. You, you can meet some um. Some very lovely ladies at SNS. Um, yeah, bro. It's just a lot to do outside. A lot of places to get drunk, for sure. Yeah, and you and you said you 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 said you were in uh in Brooklyn yesterday, right? Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that, that's a little that's a little deep. Yeah, yeah, there's. I, I we saw, were in Brooklyn yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I see I'm Slizzy yeah. Lore, uh, popping up with a. Uh, Casa Maya, like what's what's good with that show, bro? <laughs> like, what do you have to say about that spot? <laughs> I don't want to, uh, man. Definitely not a place to look for love, man. That's the devil's playground for real, for real. Um, nah, Casa Maya was like, I really don't know how. I think so. We did a um, we did our Sounder Drown. Shout mm. out to Pax, by the way. Shout out to Pax, mm. uh, Pax De Leon. Cause he he booked um the Sounder Drown album anniversary, so this is like June twenty fourth, this mm-hmm. past June, and then ever since then shit has been heavy. Mm-hmm. Every fucking week, I swear to God, niggas end up at Casa Maya. I was there last night. <laughs> it's just, it's I'll it's tell you one cool. thing, and the owner, man, I don't really give a fuck what anybody thinks, so I'm gonna just say it. Only bad things happen there, bro. Only bad things. Oh, yeah, now nah, my, my my homegirl got her phone jacked there, and we talked to you. The, get, you can, you might get jacked. We talked to the bartenders, and they were like, "Some phones." Are yeah. So I was like, "Yo, so what? It's always something going on with the phone. That means it's always somebody fucking fighting." But like, we just be there to have a good time. Again, 
that's not a good place to look for love, but a good place to look for drinks. Shout shout out to the bartenders at Casa Mayan. Uh, oh yeah, that's been that's been like that's been like I don't know, bro. That's just been we gotta we gotta I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna get like fried because like you know we bring them a lot of business and we have a certain relationship with you know the staff and shit. So I don't wanna make them look bad, but nigga, only bad things happen. Yeah, okay, at least outside, you gotta out keep front, it real. out front. Only bad things happen. You gotta keep it real, yeah. Uh, so, nah, so, so y'all, so y'all move, y'all move as a unit. You're talking about, you know, you've spoken about the, you know, the studio sessions. So, I, I want to talk a little bit about like uh, the MHPG album. Um, you know, how that was created. Uh, dangerously in love. Yeah. Your perspective on on uh, you know, that song. What was going on at that? Yeah. Point? No. Dangerously in love was literally. I loved the Melly song so much. I just wanted to, I just literally wanted to hop on it. And then when I brought it to Cash, he hadn't even heard the Melly version. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I got this beat and this is how like I want you to do the hook a certain way. And he was on some like, you know, Destiny Child, Beyonce in his mind. And then I played him the Melly. He's like, bro, like, we just took another nigga song. I'm like, nah, it's really like a remix. Like, you feel me? <laughs> I just always wanted to remix that song. And that was yeah. like my vision for it. So then me and Melly did our verses. After he did the hook, and that's what shit we that we recorded that. That's another one we recorded just like in the living room of the basement in Queens at Cash Crib. Yeah. You feel me? Using them, we didn't even have like acoustic treatment, so we had like like you know like the blankets around the mic and shit like that. Yeah, to make like a makeshift booth. Got that. Yeah, um, yeah. That's I think numbers wise, that's my biggest song. You know, Cash has a whole bunch of shit going on now, streaming wise. But like even to this day, like that was like. That was my first shit to hit like one million streams. Mm. Um and yeah, it just that shit just worked. Yeah, the formula, getting the formula down. And I, I think I I definitely see that in every project, like uh yeah. continuous evolution and obviously, you know, with what's happening now, like it's it's only going like up and up. Uh I'd I'd like to talk about another another artist uh that that we've actually interviewed before um i call mm-hmm. him i call him the jack harlow of uh the slizzies uh yeah, man, yeah. Uh, man's bjax uh what's what's your what's your relationship with bjax man how you you know talk a little bit about yeah yeah I- yeah bjax um i feel like we've been like we we ran into each other a bunch of times like before we really really locked in at first i didn't like him at all <laughs> i did not like that nigga at all and then I met him at a sound check when we we're doing the same, we we're doing a um an event in 2020. Mm. And that was like the first time I met him like in person. And um he just he's very humorous. He just kept cracking jokes. I'm like, yo, why am I even like mad at this nigga? Like I feel like a like a dork. So we just became cool from there. Um fast forward to 2021, we got him on a song with Mally Smith. Like we because like we recorded Mally's project at my crib. Yeah. And we had this one song called Walk It Out. Um, and we were just always like, yo, BJAX would be such like a good fit for this record. Like, mm. let's just bring him over. So he just came, like, we might have been recording at like 1 a.m. He got there by like 2.30, did the verse that night. And um, that was like the first time like we really, really kicked it. And from there, we just became close friends. Like, I swear, like everything after that was just us bonding, nigga. Like, I went through a pretty um pretty rough breakup and then nigga like anytime I needed to like talk on the phone with somebody, B Jax was always there, like you feel me? 
or just pull up to the crib. We go to the diner, like just being homies. You feel me? And um, when that nigga went through some, you know, he he was going through some personal shit. We was, you feel me? Niggas just bonded, bro. Yeah. Niggas be there for each other, shit like that, bro. That's real. That's real. Yeah, definitely. Sense and that's that. my guy. Like that's literally. So like, I feel like we kind of met through doing like the feature, doing like the open verse, but mm-hmm. um. Everything after that was just, that's just my brother. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, we really became brothers. So he, so that dude's like, uh, you know, like very punchline centric. Yeah. Style. Like, what's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's, what's your writing style? Are you, are you punching in? Are you writing like verses? Are you freestyling? Uh, okay. Like, how, um, how did, like, like, how do you, how do you kind of build a track out? I know? definitely, personally, I definitely prefer to write. Mm. Um, but I've had I've had my I definitely have my moments where I punch in and just make it up as I go along. Mm-hmm. Like I have a song on my on my most recent project, ASB2, right? I have a song called Sean. And that hook, like I freestyled it and kept making it up as I was going along. But like something like Say That You Love Me, I definitely had the direction and just sat there and like was able to pen out the the meat and potatoes of the song, just writing it. So I prefer I feel like I prefer to write because like I like having something to say. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll tell you, you know, one one thing about my process, my favorite songs are the ones that just appear in my mind. Like, I love I love when I have an idea for a song and it just comes at once, like the beat and the song comes together. Like, can we fall in love? That's another song of that of that same project. And it's just like I might have been like in a shower or something, but like that chord progression and that hook just like came to me. And I love I love when it's like that. Yeah. Those are my favorite moments. But it, what like I said, man, whatever it takes to get the idea across, whether we're freestyling, writing, manifesting the song hundred percent, like however we gotta get it off, man. That's how I'm gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. And so that, I try to be flexible. Yeah, yeah. Always always gotta adjust. And um you talking about like can we fall like this, you know, the song Can We Fall in Love? I feel like you know, whether it's like Apple Music or Spotify, like I feel like, you know, the rankings and like the stats behind a song don't always necessarily like communicate like what uh might be like the best track or whatever. Like just because oh, it's like, based on like, you know, popularity. And stuff. I agree. In, in your opinion, what's your best song that you've ever done? Like your favorite song? Of your, oh, of your man. Movie, you know? I think my best song, like overall, my it's a song of my um 2020 project called Colorado. The song is beautiful. That'll mm. probably be my best song, but like my favorite of my personal like work, it fluctuates a lot, man. Like mm. I have moments where like I got a song called "Calling It Off," that'll be like my favorite for a week. Mm. I got a song called "I Don't Like My Face." I don't like my face is like that's like my that's like me. Like it's so personal. Mm. Um, say that you love me is a great one. They're all my babies, man. But I think yeah, I think beautiful might be the best. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, nice. That's good to know. And um, how do you, you know, hundred years from now, Slizzy, you know, movement, there's statues in Washington D.C. of like all right, the right, right. people and all that. Like, how do how do you want to be remembered? Like, what you know, like when people say, "Yo, Matthew Ali did this and that," like, what yeah. do you want your mark to be? You know, what do you want the legacy to be? This is something that I don't ponder enough. Mm. Like, that's that's a good question, man. Um, 
How do I want to be remembered? I just want to be remembered as creative in every sense of the word, bro. Like as a Renaissance man, bro. Mm. Like I put my hands in every piece of this. Like whenever you're getting like a product with my name on it, like I just want people to know, bro, I be involved in art direction, creative direction, the video treatments. I'm engineering my own shit. I'm producing it, producing yeah. for other people. Yeah. Creative direction for everybody. You feel me? Um, just every part of this process, like I just want to be remembered for being it's like super involved, super hands-on. Yeah. yeah. You you just, just, directed, yeah. Um, you creative directed the the um the album cover for Pretty Girls. For like, cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how did, and so that how was did, a crazy one because yeah. he had like 40 different covers before I even came into the picture, bro. <laughs> and a lot of them, she's like, I was trying to help him pick one of those. I'm like, nigga, these shits are excellent. And um, it's not even that they weren't good. I, I just I think he just wanted something that kind of fit his vision a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I, I told him like, yo, Delhi. Like, exactly what you see is, like, what I kind of described to him. I'm like, we should do it like this. And he just trusted my vision, bro. Mm -hmm. And so we linked up one night. We were, honestly, bro, I don't even know how it happened that night. Because it took us, like, two hours just to, like, get started, bro. I think <laughs> we might have been waiting on the models or something. So yeah. we ended up at a motherfucking hookah spot, getting mm -hmm. drunk and shit, drinking fucking margaritas, all the slizzies. And it's just like, bro, aren't we here to, like, isn't this a work night? But we just ended up man we ended up just moving slizzy bro and then finally like everybody got there um and we kind of just did it there was like a bench that the store had like they kept putting the bench up they wouldn't let us use the fucking bench i'm like bro this is history like are you dumb but they wasn't they wasn't trying to jack us yeah they kind of tried to kick us out and we was like nah fuck that like we just shooting this shit like fuck that and we got it done bro yeah and then um shout out to tony Tony J. Claude, he was the art director. So he did like um the graphic part that you see, like where how we made it say hey gal and the letters. Mm -hmm. Um, shout out, of course, to Pax. He kind of, well, not even kind of, he co-created, directed that the whole shoot with me. Mm -hmm. Um he was there, he was shooting BTS, of course, giving direction on set. Shout out to Rohan, who took the actual image. It, it definitely was a team effort. Mm -hmm. but yeah that was that was my first that was my first album cover in a little while too that i got to really okay touch yeah so so you you were saying how you know you were about to do the shoot and then you ended up at you know the hookah bar that was obviously lots of stuff but uh i that phrase like work like working hard or hardly working like y'all definitely seem like you're always working hard but hardly working you're like you make it very fun so uh you yeah know. not and it has to be fun bro it mm -hmm. definitely has to be fun um Cause it can get overwhelming, bro. Like one thing about us, I will say, my niggas, we are not slackers, bro. Niggas put every inch of their soul into this shit. So it's only it'll only if you if you're not having fun while while working that hard and dedicating that much to yourself, you'll go crazy. You feel me? So you have you have to make it fun, bro. Like last night, honestly, was one of the most fun nights we've had in a while, bro. Because mm. it was just like it's been nonstop grind, 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 and then like such a big moment happens you yeah, got to take that in and just have fun bro yeah. and just enjoy that shit bro totally how, how did you how did everybody you feel, um when you heard that you know like obviously you probably knew before but just hearing that drake um placement what was going on with that you know yeah how, yeah, how, yeah. I feel? nigga <laughs> incredibly fucking proud niggas gotta understand 
Cash is like probably like out of all my friends, that's probably like the one I've been locked in with like the longest. Like that's probably like my oldest friend. Mm-hmm. And um, so just like nigga, we used to stay up and wait for fucking Drake projects to come out, bro. Like if you're reading this too late. Um, we used to stream these shits on OVO Sound Radio when they would come out live, bro. I, I remember he was one of the first people that I ever listened to the album, nothing was the same with like Nigga, we had like one. I had one headphone. He got the other headphone. We bumping shit like three or five in my city. So it's just like for the moment to come full circle, and he appears not only on a Drake album, yeah, but as track three, bro. Yeah, not track twenty nine or whatever. He's right at the top of that motherfucker, bro. It's just incredible, bro. Shout out to him and Power Up Tribe. I'm could not be more proud, bro. Yeah. It just makes my entire soul happy because I love seeing Cash win, bro. Because when he wins, it shines a light on all of us. Yeah, a, a rising uh, rising tide lifts all boats. And uh yeah, now I'm sure that, you know, it's only it's only up it's only up from here, dude. A lot of so so what do you like a lot of a lot of articles uh that come out about y'all, uh, you know, journalistic coverage, like everyone's like Slizzy's. They're like the horniest rappers of all time. Like it's just like, so, like a, it's like a horny. So, so is that like is that like a self aware thing or is it just like natural to yeah. y'all? Or like what like yeah. it's like oh it'd be funny to talk like what's the perspective on that? You know, I'd say it's a pretty honest reflection. Niggas is pretty horny. I feel like I feel like women would agree. Okay, it is, it is. Okay. It's good. So, uh, great, great marketing, great branding, good, great self awareness. Yeah, cause cause the first time I like heard some of these chats, I was just like, "Damn, this is this is kind of od." But I was like, "And but somehow it's like something for everybody because it connects with the women because they're like feel seen and like niggas are obviously on the same type of timing. So it's just like really just it's marketing genius. So I was <laughs> so yeah. applause to y'all for uh for yeah for, uh, for coming out uh, with that for real and 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 real quick you said. You said Chow and Cash they met um on some clubhouse shit, but uh how, how did you mm-hmm. how did you meet Cash initially? Bro, I know Cash since I was like six, seven. Mm-hmm. We went through like some summer camp shit, bro. Yeah, because you, you just locked in. We're, we're in Jersey, correct? Well, he's from he's from the Bronx. I'm from Jersey. Mm-hmm. And we just got connected through like a program type of shit. And um we became so close. It was kind of like, man, fuck the program. Like, just come over, bro. And um, that nigga's just, we just became a part of each other family type shit. Do that. Mm. And it's yeah. just locked in ever since. Literally, bro. Literally. Like, when, nigga, when I started making beats, well, when I started making music, we started making music at the same time. I literally have the first beat that he ever sent me. It's like on my hard drive. It's from 2011. And it's called like LML dot MP3. That's the first time he ever sent me a beat. That's crazy. Cause what we really, what we really were doing, we were like, he kind of taught me how to use Virtual DJ, which is like a free DJ software. Yeah. It's kind of like Serato almost. Know about that. And we were doing like our own mixes. So like he kind of taught me how to do that, and that gave me a great understanding of tempo and like what kind of songs exist in certain tempo ranges, and that also taught. I think both of us, it taught us like song structure because when you're DJing and you're making transitions, 
you have to be aware of where the hook and the chorus and the bridge and like every part of the song is. So like that was kind of like our introduction to that. And then really from there, we both started making beats, but what we really, really were doing in 2012, we were making Jersey Club music. Like we were making our own shit at the same time and just like emailing our shits back and forth to each other. And we even made a few together, like even back then. Yeah. And um, it's crazy because like now all of the placements are Jersey Club and like no. that's like the whole wave right now. No. Like, that's really launching careers. Yeah. And it's just like, nigga, we were designed for this shit. Like we were, it was written. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't even remember what, we, I don't know how I got on this tangent, but yeah, <laughs> we, we both, I, I feel like, I always say that he taught me how to make beats simply because when we were kids, he was my point of reference on like what was good and not like I would send him shit and he would give me the feedback. And like, he was just always like a kind of like a step ahead of me sonically. So I was always studying like how he put his shit together. Even when we was like 14, bro. All right. Word. Type shit. That's good. So it's deep, deep in the rap, man. And um, so what, yeah, yeah. What's, uh, what's, what's next for uh, Matthew Ali? You know, what's, what's on the, what's on the horizon? We're gonna get this Vontae the singer. So I'm doing an album with Vontae. We're gonna get that motherfucker out mm. October. It's overdue. I was trying to get it out in August. Really trying to get it out. Really like September was the goal, but we just kept cooking that motherfucker, bro. And it keeps getting better and better. But I want to get this shit out to the people. That's I know that he definitely does as well, bro. Because that's something like working with Vontae is he's like my favorite person that I've ever like made music with, honestly. Like we just got this chemistry and um, this is like the most fun I've ever had making music like in a long time. So we've been like locked in, like hammering away at that motherfucker. So yeah, I just want to get that shit out into the world. And then right after that, I'm doing, a, um, I'm executive producing. So I'm on my DJ Khaled shit, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I'm like A&Ring and executive producing um, the project with, on the radar. So that's going to have mm -hmm. a lot of, um, really really cool features bro we got like a lot of i don't want to give away too much but like it's i feel like we got like a who's who of like everybody from the bubble everybody from the movement yeah that we're in so that's going to be really like just a nice special thing to get out for the towns man i feel like that's people are going to appreciate what we put together bro but we've been working very hard on both but definitely in the immediate future you don't get this Vontae project out asap okay a lot of a lot of jersey club on there i'm sure a lot of, a lot of drill. We got some. I feel like, I feel like, and I, and I, and like the producers that, oh, so, so Burke, we got two producers executive producing it this time. Um, one is named Burke, one is named Jiggy. Shout out to both of them. They know, like, I'm very hard on like, oh, like, it's like, sometimes it's, it's like too easy to do Jersey Club and Drill. So I've been like kind of pushing for like a different um Man. set of sonic textures. But we definitely, of course, like, you know what I'm saying? Of course. Of course, we're gonna give the people, you know. Yeah, we yeah. got some, we got some, Always we got, got some sexy drill shit, some yeah. sexy drill shit, and, se and sexy club because yeah. like that's our foundation. Like I, well, I'm never, I'm not here to um, you know, put a um, put a stop to that. Like that's that's our foundation, and that's I feel mm -hmm. like our bread and butter. But mm -hmm. I'm just more interested in like what we can do beyond that, you know. Growing, but it's yeah. always, you know, it's always gonna be club, bro. Like I said, we've been doing this shit for ten years, bro. Word. And I and I and I love and I love everything that's going on in Jersey too, bro. 
Yeah. Like it feels like a renaissance. It feels like a renaissance. It's a most importantly, yeah. like because uh, yeah. we've always had a sound, bro. If you grew up in New Jersey, bro, like going to like parties as a middle school or as a high school, that was the soundtrack. Was yeah. DJ J Hood, DJ Lil Man, Sharp Hands, Frosty, all these people, you know, Miss Porsche, so many legends. It's just like Lil C4, Mike Gibb, um, Natus, even like everybody, bro. And um, that was just like the soundtrack to life for me. Like, as especially like that was my, my start into like doing my own music was DJing and doing club and shit. So I'm always here for that shit, bro. Yeah. We uh, every generation, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants, you know. So seeing what yeah. they do now and what y'all are able to take it to now, it's been yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, it's, been yeah. Fire, it's been real fire to see. But um, yeah, we like I said, man, we here with Matthew Ali is Sleepwalker Entertainment. And we appreciate you taking the time to uh speak with of us, course. break down everything that that's going on right now. Seriously, man. So hell yeah, bro. Thank you, Doug. Thank you for having me.